Story 1 I'm 13 and live in South Palms River, New Jersey. It was a Saturday before spring break ended, so I went over to my friend Miguel's house to see if he could hang out. He had work today and asked if he could just relax. So I respected his wish and went to the silos only about 3 to 5 minutes away from my house. This was a normal thing for me to do as I would go there often, but it was about 7.46 at night and was getting dark quickly. But my mom said I could stay out until 8.30. I decided to sit in the silo and call my girlfriend since all my headphones broke and it was the only place I'd get some privacy. We were talking for a little while before we hung up, said our loves and goodbyes. I got up, grabbed my skateboard to leave. I turned the flashlight on my phone as it was already dark and I have a major phobia as to what could be in the darkness of the woods at night. I walked for about 10 seconds before I heard a crack like a branch breaking behind me. Usually I would brush it off as a squirrel or a raccoon, but the crack had come from the ground, not a tree. I turned around as fast as I could to see a man with a mask covering his face, a knife in one hand and rope in the other. I wasn't able to see his face or anything else, for he jumped behind something and hid out of sight. Without a second thought, I ran as fast as I could out of the woods into the open. I turned around while in the street that seemed directly in front of the woods, where I last saw him. I jumped on my skateboard and rode to my house, but only before stopping at Miguel's to tell him what had happened, and started crying out of fear. I got home, not telling anyone about what happened other than my girlfriend and Miguel. In the end, I will never go in those woods at night, or at least without someone who can protect me or help me if something happens. Story 2 Alright, this is the one and only time I've ever sold something on a Facebook marketplace. I probably will sell something again in the future because I don't learn. Anyways, I had this men's mountain bike I no longer needed since I had planned on buying a new, less bulky bicycle. Sure, nothing was wrong with the bike I had and that's exactly what I said in the listing. I rode it a good bit but took very good care of it. Needless to say, I treated it like a child. But once I put up the listing, my inbox started flooding right away with people asking about its availability. It wasn't surprising how many of the cash offers were as low as $10. I listed the bike at $100, expecting some low bids, but I only wanted half. Eventually, after two days, I received an offer that seemed off from the start. Hey there, friend, was how we started the conversation. Didn't know I was friends with this man, but anyways, it was a middle-aged man. I want to say around 40 to 50. He had 203 friends, so I knew he didn't just create his account. He would send a photo of himself smiling on every message. A little weird, but I didn't want to think too much of it, as he was offering $65 in cash and would pick it up by that Saturday morning. The man eventually said, I'm no good with technology, can we talk through call? I was reluctant, but did not want to lose the business, so I called the number he had sent. He sounded quite nice, very literate and poised. He also owned a dog since I could hear it barking. It's a beagle, he said. I felt comfortable with this man, and the whole exchange was set in stone. Note that it was a Tuesday when he first contacted me. Over the next three days, this man would message me 20 to 30 times a day, saying things along the lines of, I can't wait to see this bicycle, or please tell me you haven't sold it yet, or we're still on for Saturday. And it got annoying because he sent pictures of himself doing regular tasks like making breakfast, walking his dog, or pulling weeds. 
It was as if he was lonely and I was his first friend. I honor the whole king of the hill rule of selling something, and a higher offer came in from someone local who wanted it for their son to get to school. They offered $80 and picked it up that Friday. I felt bad about selling the bike to someone else. I notified the man that I'd sold the bike to someone for a larger amount. I did not want to leave him hanging. He responded relatively quickly, about a minute or so, saying, Oh, it's no problem at all. So that was that. Or at least, I thought so. Come Saturday, I'm home alone because my parents decided to take a couple's vacation to some dinky town in Pennsylvania, giving me a free weekend in the house. I don't have siblings, and I don't have pets, so I'm used to the silence. Call me weird, but I used that Saturday to complete a great deal of yard work. It's still late winter, so it gets dark out by 5pm. I was getting ready to take a nice, hot shower when a notification on my phone pops up. I have this surveillance doorbell called Ring that has a motion camera and an accompanying app. It read, there is someone at your front door, with a bell emoji to show that the doorbell had been pressed. I open the app and look through the camera to see men standing on the porch. I had a double take moment as I realized there was a man from Facebook who wanted my bike, and I knew I told him I sold it already. He began knocking and I heard barking too, so I knew he brought his dog. I'm able to speak through the app, so I did. Hey, sorry, don't you remember that I sold the bike already? His reaction was delayed, and he then looked embarrassed and said, Oh, my bad, forgot, and walked off to his pickup parked at the curb. I was a little scared, so I waited to hear the engine stop, but I didn't. I put my clothes back on and headed out front. Only his pickup truck had pulled away and was nowhere to be seen. Relief washed over me, but then the garage floodlight behind my house turned on. There are a lot of trees since my neighborhood is historic, so all sound is easily heard. I could hear footsteps on my back deck. In a great panic, I closed the door, locked it, and grabbed the kitchen knife. Whoever was back there was pounding on the glass sliding door, which thankfully had a curtain. I yelled, I'm calling the police, you were trespassing. And he responded, that same man from earlier. I just want to talk. I brought a few movies as well. Come on, friend. This was weird, and I grew a pair and opened the curtain to see the man standing there. He had a tool bag in his hand. From the looks of it, I doubt there were any movies in there. Good for me, I know a state trooper who lives on the edge of my neighborhood. I gave him a quick call, and he showed up within four minutes. There wasn't much of a fight, as he complied with the orders of the trooper. I didn't want to press charges because I kind of felt bad for the man. When they searched the tool bag, they found varying instruments that would be suspicious in any given situation, such as knives, rope, and a tarp. I just wanted him off my property and out of sight. Eventually, I did get the opportunity to get a restraining order, and I did. I'm glad this ordeal is behind me. Story 3 I was in 5th grade, and me and my friend were at a winter dance. I refer to him as John for this story. When the dance was almost over, I asked my friend if I could stay the night at his place, since it was a Friday night. He said sure, so when everyone was leaving, I walked to his house with him, and when we got there, the time on his clock said 9. That was 2 hours after my bedtime, but stop it. We played Rocket League and drank Poke, but we got bored and did hide and seek outside. We played 4 rounds of it, and we went in the house and we watched Ding Dong Ditch videos. 
and both of us thought it was a funny idea. And the time said 2am in the morning, so we snuck out of the house and started two blocks away from his house. We hit 12 houses and got even more bored, so we ran down the alley by his friend's house. My friend stopped me when a dark figure emerged from the bush. The figure seemed to be 8 feet tall and very skinny with no facial features. The thing was 20 feet away from us and it ran after us and me and my friend split up into two different side streets. I ran to our hiding spot in an alley and I saw my friend run faster than he ever had before. He saw my flashlight and ran my way. When me and him safely hid, we heard faint laughing and creepy clicking monster sounds, not even 20 seconds later. When the coast was clear, we ran quietly back to his house and we went into it and through the back door. We looked out the window from the second floor and we saw that thing staring at us from outside. That's why I never go out late at night.